Lynchpin by Seth Godin. One sentence summary. Lynchpin shows you why the time of simply following instructions at your job is over and how to make yourself indispensable, which is a must for success today. My favorite quote from the author is, transferring your passion to your job is far easier than finding a job that happens to match your passion. Seth Godin. I've recently fallen in love with Seth Godin and his books. I won't even try to hide it. The reason I want to learn more and more from him is that somehow, no matter what he comes up with next, it always fits perfectly into his overall message. Therefore, the more of his books you read, the more you get the complete picture and a philosophy to live by. As he says, he doesn't want to teach you tactics. He wants to teach you how to see. In that case, my eyes still feel like I'm opening them for the first time. But I'm getting there. Lynchpin is all about becoming indispensable at work. Following instructions isn't what we need any longer, as we're already outsourcing most of this, and robots will take over the rest before too long. Here are three lessons about what makes you a linchpin and how to become one. 1. Linchpins pour their heart, soul and energy into their work. 2. You have to make a conscious choice to overcome your fears to become a linchpin. And 3. Give genuine gifts without expecting anything in return. Determined to become indispensable? Then let's linchpin the heck out of your work. Linchpin. Lesson 1. Give your work all you've got. This answers the question, what is the key trait of a linchpin? Maybe you've heard of this scenario. A restaurant has to close after the chef leaves. Or a car dealership struggles because their top sales star goes to the competition. In these instances, the people leaving are so-called linchpins. They're indispensable for the business because they are 100 times more valuable than the average employee. They are the people who make a business great by giving it their everything. An extra-friendly barista at Starbucks who smiles and brightens everyone's day brings in more customers than three others combined. If you give your work all you've got, are present in every moment, put emotion into each task, and pour your heart and soul into it, you will build a reputation. Linchpins don't need instructions and never just do what is asked of them. They approach their work creatively, solve problems when they see them, and always over-deliver. That's why they will always find work, be treated fairly, and businesses are really scared of losing them. Linchpin. Lesson 2. Make a conscious choice to act in spite of your fears. This answers the question, how do I become a linchpin? Why then are there so few linchpins when it would be easy to stand out by investing a little more than your co-workers? Well, most of us are afraid. From a young age on, we're conditioned to follow the rules, merge with the masses, and hide behind them to stay safe and comfortable. Just think about school. Everyone is taught to use the same pencil, read the same book, learn the same stuff, sit quietly, and listen. Even art has rules. Try to paint outside the lines, and you'll probably get a D at best. Refuse to do what you're told and be rewarded with detention. We're all conditioned by fear to play it safe. Linchpins are no different. They're afraid too, but they choose to act in spite of it. For example, whenever I took an exam in college, I was anxious about what grade I got, which led me to constantly check my grade report online. Eventually, I realized I cannot change anything after I hand in that piece of paper, 
so I just st stopped checking and waited until someone said the grades were actually online. Don't let fear steal your determination to do something productive. Accept that it's there and consciously decide that you will act anyway. Lynchpin Lesson 3 Give, give, give and don't expect anything for it. This answers the question, what is one of the main tactics I can use as a linchpin? Economy used to work like this. You give me 20 bucks and I'll give you this DVD of your favorite movie. Everyone expected something in return for, well, everything. If you've ever tried giving someone a gift when it wasn't Christmas or their birthday, you'll know that being generous often even makes people suspicious. It took me several tries last year to give a homeless person a piece of fruit because they thought I was up to something. Nevertheless, genuine gifts given with good intention and zero expectations are becoming a winning tactic. I don't mean shitty free ebooks, three-day email courses or gifts which are really just disguised advertisements. What Seth means by genuine gifts is giving away your best work for free. Gary Vaynerchuk is a great example of this. He always gives his best advice away for free and talks about it publicly. Instead of not getting paid, this makes many people see and appreciate his unique skills so much that he gets plenty of paid work and companies pay whatever he wants just to keep him around. So if you want to stand out, start giving like a true artist, as Seth calls them, and don't expect anything in return. Give it some time and the universe will pay you back 10 times over. My personal takeaways from Lynchpin for 2017. I really, really, really love this book. I read it in 2016. Uh, it's an orange book and it has a lightning bolt on it. You might have seen it around the web. And it's it's one of it's one of Seth's longest books, I think. It's almost 300 pages, I think. Um, and you would think that makes it a struggle to get through, but it's not. What makes it, uh, I don't want to say a struggle to get through, but what will uh, force you to take some time with this book is that there are so many good insights from one chapter, one page to the next that you will have to put the book down a lot and just think about what you just read. So I made tons of marks and that comes from the form in which Seth writes, which is usually very short, uh, almost a blog posty style where he will have a subhead and then a paragraph or half a page or, or a page or maybe two pages, but then the next subhead and then you know this next section, next section. And the sections build on top of each other to deliver the same message, but always one of the sections gets through to you better than the others. And when you hit one passage like this, where it's like, whoa, okay, like this really just like hit me. I personally find it helps a lot to set the book down, think about it for a while and maybe return to the book later. I've really started doing this more with nonfiction books because I don't think it's good to... I don't think we're honoring the wisdom we get from nonfiction books if we just try to breeze through them as fast as possible instead of savoring those five, six, seven key takeaways we really have from them. Um, what I love most from this summary is the, the initial quote. I'll read it to you again so it sinks in. Transferring your passion to your job is far easier than finding a job that happens to match your passion. 
that's super big. Uh, Cal Newport would agree. So good they can't ignore you. He's the guy that sort of debunks the, oh, I need something that I'm passionate about to, to be great at work or something like that. He completely debunks that myth. Seth Godin is very much in the same camp. He says, you can do whatever you do with passion or you can do it without passion, right? We talked about the Starbucks barista. We... Um, talked about what other examples were there the restaurant that has a great chef we talked about the top salesman at a car dealership and none of those jobs are like dream jobs anyone would say like oh my god like unless your calling is to be a chef um right it's not the kind of job we we expect to be oh it's the perfect it's a dream passive income blah 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 these are regular jobs but it's up to you to say you know what tomorrow those 50 people I'm serving in the store tomorrow or those two customers I'm talking with, I'm going to talk to them like I really mean it when I say I want to help them. Like I really mean it when I say I care. Like you look sad. What happened? What's going on in your life? Like are you are you happy? Like should we do this deal? What makes you feel bad about it? What makes you feel good about it? Um, and so on, right? And it's not that it's not that hard actually. It's really you show up, you care, um you're, you're nice um you you don't expect a thank you all the time you just don't expect anything you just do your work regardless uh, you try to do it as best as you can and when you see a problem you just go and take initiative and solve it um i think it was also seth he had a he has a talk and it was a great talk um he had a spotlight from photography right it's a it's a silver sort of kind of foil uh, that makes the light better when you're taking photos. And it's called a spot. And what he did was he took out the spot from his from his bag that he brought for the talk. He said, that's a spot. And like he threw it on the floor and he's, he stood on it. He stepped on it and he said, now I'm standing on the spot. And standing on the spot is what we're exactly what we're afraid of at work. Um, and he says, but linchpins, they always stand on the spot. Because that's exactly the thing what happens when you notice that the report that's supposed to be the, for the presentation uh, with the highest people in the company didn't get printed on a Friday night uh, and you, you realize that on Sunday you drive to the office, you pull an overnighter to, to, or put in a couple of extra hours to make sure it's printed again, you bind it and you put it on everyone's table so your boss can come in the next day and be surprised that like this crisis was solved overnight something like that that's you stepping on the spot that's you standing on the spot and saying i'm here i'm responsible for this i'm taking responsibility for this i'm going to do this whether you think i have the authority whether you think i have the credibility or not and that's what we're scared of but that's exactly what makes people valuable and not every every time is going to go right Sometimes it will bump and you will be held responsible. And that's just part of being a linchpin. But most of the time, people will give you so much more credit because you get credit from taking it when you have none, right? And you get responsibility for that kind of stuff. So, I mean, tons of... I could go on about this book forever. Tons of uh, great stuff in there. Um, just get yourself a copy, read it one page at a time. Really let the, let the revelations sink in. I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll like Seth as much as I do. And I will see you on the next summary.